Hi, everybody. This is Travis from The Broom Show. Lower 22 Vets is a social media platform exclusively for active duty and veterans. Connect, communicate, and network with your own. Sign up is free and easy with giveaways each month. Download on Apple Store or Google Play. Today's episode is brought to you by Left Foot Right Foot Shirt Company. This is a veteran-owned, 100% nonprofit shirt company that donates all their proceeds from sales to charities focused on PTSD and mental health. These shirts are so soft, fit so well, and I guarantee they'll add a couple inches to your biceps. Go check them out and tell Mark I sent you at lfrfshirts.com. Just keep going. So everybody, today we're here with uh, Active Duty Coast Guard, nine years in, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and founder of SnapRack, and his name is Matt Matthew Shire. Is that how you say your last name? Okay. Shire. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy to have you on. It looks like you got some of your product, actually, sitting right there behind you. Yeah. So I mean, this is where I work. So I just started getting uh, ribbons in, so I have ribbons available in my store, too. So people have, like, a one-stop shop. They can buy the ribbon rack and ribbons. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, started doing that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I can start talking about my product if people don't know what it is. Um, it's a modular ribbon rack. So you build, you buy it as a kit and then you build it as you earn ribbons without spending more money. Uh, it saves a lot of time too. And uh, I had the idea a few years ago, but when I first got in, I was accumulating ribbons and I was like puzzled that there was no other option. You know, the only option was to buy a new ribbon rack. I was like, what, like, what do you mean I have to buy a new one? Like these pieces don't just connect together. I'm like, there should be something where like they connect like Legos or something, you know? And, uh, it wasn't until a few years after that, where I was finally like, you know, I'm going to do something about it. You know, I want to like invent it and start a business and help people like save money and time, you know? So, I started working with a company that helped me design it, prototype it, source a manufacturer. And then, uh, yeah, took a lot of risk, dumping a lot of money into it. But I knew it was like a really good idea. So mm-hmm. um, it sounds yeah. like I mean, like I've seen some of your your videos on how to, to like use them and how the ribbons kind of snap on. It's crazy. Like I remember when I was in, you have the thick plastic pieces that you have to constantly buy to, if you get more ribbons and then. There were some places that had like magnets, but those always seem to like just break off. Like the, it was like a sheet, a magnet sheet type mm-hmm. deal that never really, I mean, they lasted maybe a couple, couple weeks. And it's like, crap, I guess I'll go back to those super bulky plastic ones again. But yours yeah, look I mean, super clean. Yeah. My, uh, you know, they have like the build your own and stuff like that. The thin ribbons, which, you know, they do look better, but mm-hmm. That, that's the thing is anytime you get a new ribbon, you have to send it in, you have to pay for the shipping, you have to pay for them to put a new ribbon on it, pay for them to ship it back. Like it's a whole process. You have to wait for it. So if you need it right now, it's, it's not going to be quick, you know? Mm-hmm. So this way you can just like take the bar off, put a bigger one on, slide your ribbon on, you're good to go. You don't even have to take it off your uniform. If, if you're not going up a row, if you're going up a row, there's extra back plates to go all the way up to six rows. Yeah. Which is, yeah, there's always those, um, I'm not sure what Coast Guard is, but Navy was like really uniform inspection driven. It seemed like, you know, yeah, I mean, it just depends <laughs> on where you're at. Like, obviously, if you're in school, 
you know, they're going to do uniform inspections like once a month, if not uh, more often than that. But if you're at like a unit where the command is less concerned about that and more concerned about just operating, like you're not going to be doing uniform inspections that often. Um, but one more thing I wanted to show you before I start talking about like my Coast Guard stuff. So mm -hmm. I, got, I got the snap rack. This is like the back plate right here. This is a, this is a new thing that I just uh, modified and um, they're for sale now. So let's say if you got, um, what's that? Eight, eight ribbons like that. Yep. And they're all like centered up, right? So this two bar has a couple extra holes in it. So now you can just take that two bar off and slide it over. And now you have an offset rack if you need to do an offset. Look at that. And you can, if you have more two bars, you can stack them up or you can go back to a centered rack, however you want to modify it. So it's even more versatile. Yeah, it's pretty sweet because I didn't have anything like that. And it is a kind of a annoying thing if I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Even the the bulky plastic ones, I remember sometimes they'd start like they wouldn't be flush to it. Your like uniform, yeah, well, they start hanging a little bit. Like it'd be all these different types of issues with those. Yeah, and they, they bend so easily too. You know, these are made out of the the material. Of this is spring steel, so that's that's what you know the magnets attract to is the steel. So these mm -hmm. are steel, and they're like sturdy, and they don't really bend or break or anything like that. And then the um the pins on the back have this rubber clasp where you just you push it on all the way and it's tight instead of having like that gap that the other um, clasps have where you got to put a piece of cardboard. Like these ones go until it's tight. So you don't have to worry about that cardboard on the inside of your shirt either. So yeah, I thought, pretty... of, thought of as much as I could to make it as easy as I can for everybody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, never seen anything like that. You know, I mean, I we kind of, I guess we can dive a little bit more into it too. Cause I know you said, you know, you're still active mm -hmm. or, you know, active military and doing this. So, like, how does that, is it hard to manage both? Like, I'm not sure exactly how the Coast Guard works at going on I mean, deployments or whatnot, but. It, it kind of depends. I'm, we don't deploy that often. Um, and the couple times I had, like the one time I actually did was back in May and it was only for like a week. And I just kind of had a lot of uh, product like prepped and ready to go. And then my girlfriend lives with, or fiance now, she lives with me. So whenever I got labels, I brought my computer on the deployment. And then whenever I had internet, I purchased them and did all the computer stuff. And then all she had to do is print them and then take them to the post office. So I had a little system when I was gone. But um, normally, you know, now I'm on nights. So I'm, I'm home every single day. Uh, and I don't have to fly if I'm on nights, except for, you know, once a month. But mm -hmm. I, I'm able to manage it enough. They're pretty generous with like the amount of time that we're getting off, you know, like Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So oh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm able to manage it. I would eventually like to do it full time, you know, because I love doing this. I love waking up or coming home from work or whatever and packing orders, doing work on the website, I do everything myself and I love it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I would eventually love to do it full time and then maybe just go reserve to have that um, just as a, you know, just in case. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of ask you, too, because I know what nine years in. So are you planning on doing the full 20 or is this kind of <laughs> like now having your, your business going, kind of making you, like you said, think, oh, man, maybe reserves is like the way to go. And I can yeah, really, so really focus on that. You know, this, this is what I've been thinking. You know, a lot of people ask me that, too, is like, 
you know <laughs> yeah i'm i'm almost halfway there but it's been like a long half like i don't know if i, could, <laughs> I don't know if i could do another halfway to my 20 like it's kind of a lot. Plus, if I'm running my business, you know, I almost have no downtime because I'm basically doing two jobs now. I go to my work for eight hours and I come home and I work until, you know, work is done, until I'm done packing orders, t- done ordering stuff, working on the website, going to the post office, whatever I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm able to manage it, but I'd eventually like to just push that to the reserves and run this full time. Um, That'd be kind of kind of cool that if that's something you're able to do you know because um i know there's like was it like middles of america and stuff that are out there like all these other companies but mm-hmm. never seen anybody have something like that even you know that's well that's because i'm the i invented it i'm the first one i got a it's patent pending you know <laughs> i i this is like my product that i just helped like i designed and invented it and manufacture it oh i don't i don't manufacture i have a manufacturer but yeah. you know it's that's like this is my product. There's nothing else like it out there. Nobody has anything. Say, I feel kind of shark tankish with it. Like, uh, yeah. 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 So I, you know. I applied, I applied to shark tank back in like February or March. And I got all the way to the video interview, which is like the last step before they get you on the show. You have to do like a phone call interview after they, after you submit your packet. And then if you're, if you're good with that, they they asked for the video interview and I got to the video but I haven't heard anything back. And I, I kind of thought that I was going to be able to make it, you know, being that this is like a product that they've never seen before. And mm-hmm. I'm someone in the military that has a product for the military. Like I've seen military members on Shark Tank, but this is like the first one that it's like for the military. So that's true. Yeah. Cause I've seen people come on there. Like there's like the bullet bottle opener that was on there before. If I remember yeah. right, you know, yeah. there's like stuff like that. Like, yeah. But um, I just thought I had a, I thought I was going to for sure get it at least. And maybe, maybe it takes this long. Maybe I just, you know, I got to wait a little longer, but you know, I've been, I can run it without them. Their help would just make everything go faster, you know, but I'm otherwise perfectly fine on my own right now. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's still probably one of those things where, you know, if you enough people that, you know, work with use your stuff and then they tell somebody else like it, while you're in, it's probably good to have those connections to like, Hey, this is what I've made. Even, you know, try it out. Let me know. And now you got people saying like word of mouth, like, man, this is freaking awesome. Like, and it yeah. spreads like rapid fire. And hopefully, and that's kind of what it's been doing. It, so back in like January 1st, it was like, I didn't have a TikTok or anything. And my brother kept telling me, he's like, he's also in the Coast Guard. He's like, dude, just do TikTok. Just make some videos. I bet it blows up, whatever. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And then finally on January January 1st, I did it. I made like three videos. And overnight, one of them just had like 700,000 views overnight. I was like, holy. And the orders started coming in. I was like, Jesus. So I, uh, <laughs> from there, I was just like, holy cow, this is working. So I kept just, I just kept up with the TikTok making videos and then post them to everywhere else. And I've got a pretty good following, better than I could have ever imagined. I never in my life thought I'd get paid to make videos, you know, cause they TikTok pays you to make videos after oh, a certain wow. time. Never in my life thought once I would ever get paid to make videos. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. And it's, they're doing, they're paying me to advertise my own product basically is what I'm doing. And then, yeah, you know, so that's how I've been keeping up with my marketing and stuff. That's my marketing. That's it. You know, that's yeah, free. Oh yeah. Getting paid to market your own product. Like you said that, like yeah, where are the like, chances of that? How many people can like, even say that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not much. It's a couple bucks here and there, but it's still, you know, free money just to make a video oh, yeah. about my product, hoping I get some sales off of it, you know? And, and like you said, once it gets to their units, I get a lot of feedback. Like e some people send me emails saying like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I'm telling everybody in my unit about it, all the new guys, whatever, because it's perfect for new guys. If mm -hmm. you're just getting in, just getting out of boot camp, you have one ribbon. It works from one to 18 ribbons. So you never have to buy a single ribbon rack again. It's got the one ribbon, the two ribbon, three ribbon. And then from four, you start building up rows, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way up to 18. Buy it right when you get out of boot camp. Never have to buy one again. You know, so that's, save that's a lot sweet. Of money. Yeah. Cause like you said, instead of those bulky ones that you kind of have to buy normally, or you would yeah. have to buy that every single time you get a new ribbon or new row you have to go buy another one even though they're not expensive it's just annoying that you have to do it yeah it's it's an inconvenience and then what if they don't have it and now you need one and it's like well you know hey i've been there before where it's like we're doing a uniform inspection and you know you slack off till the last minute and you're like oh mm -hmm. go get the the freaking rack that i need tomorrow you go to the next and there ain't nothing there yeah yeah so you try to make some magic happen yeah and you know i don't know how it is with other branches and stuff too but i know like um if you have more than three you can wear your top three as an option mm. you know instead of wearing your whole rack so it has the three bar if you want to go down to your top three or you can build it all the way up to 10 or 11 ribbons whatever you have you know you can or if you have like two different uniforms what i've seen on uh an army guy's uniform is he has a uniform where it's required that it's only the top six. So he has his top six. He he does this all in one kit. He he has the top six on one uniform, and then he has his full ribbons on the other one because you're only using two different back plates, you know. And then and it comes with all those pieces. He's got one kit. And he's got two setups on each uniform. So it works you know? on the works on metals and everything. Also, then. Uh, so I I tested it on metals a little bit. I don't. I got to do more research on the metals. Mm. I'm trying to do some research on the mini metals right now because I think that would work a lot better. I bought some Vanguard mini metals. I got to do some measuring and stuff like that. And uh, I eventually want to make like the most universal, you know, ribbon rack tools where it's like, oh, you can switch out the ribbons and put mini metals on. And then it's got the spacing for it because it requires different spacing. And I think the metals are the same way, but I'm not 100% sure. I, mm. It seems to be different. You know, I'm, I'm learning more as I go. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to teach myself about the offset stuff first because I know, you know, since I got the two bar that can offset, now I got to figure out how to get the one bar on the top. But some of them are centered on the top and some of them are offset. So I, I got to, it's like one step at a time. I'm slowly like improving and developing. More. That's awesome. And it, God, I think, I can't remember if it was one of your videos I saw, but there was a video where how like the a tool and everything for the gap between your button or your your pocket yeah. was that yes, one of your I, videos? Yeah, I have that too. Um, it'll measure an eighth inch above your breast pocket or a quarter inch, depending on what branch. I think mm -hmm. the Navy and Coast Guard does quarter, and then the other branches do eighth. So you can either right. you can do either or you know. See, so, yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, where the hell was this? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are talking about using like dimes and stuff or, you know, I, I used to have to yeah. put a ruler up to it and use a ruler and that's not always super accurate, you know, and I'm like, I'm just going to make this, you know, also and just make it easier for everybody. You know, I'm all, I'm all about convenience and making stuff easier. So it's kind of yeah. what my, 
goal was. So even starting it up, is it like intimidating? Because, I mean, you got this idea and then you're like, I'm sure LLCs or whatever it is, I need to get trademarks and like yeah. you said, patents are pending, stuff with bank. It's, How does that all work? It's a lot. There was a lot of risk and a lot of like learning how to do things because I didn't know how to do any of it. I've never ran a business before. I've never invented mm-hmm. something, you know, so I'm learning how to do it all. And it's been stressful. Like this whole year has kind of been stressful with like, you know, figuring out taxes and all the legal stuff. Um, And yeah, like the LLC, the patent. uh, What else was there? I didn't do a trademark or anything. That all this stuff costs a lot of money. And I kind of got to use my money wisely because I also have to pay for like development or I had to pay for the development and manufacturing and stuff like that. So I felt like some stuff like the trademark, I was kind of like, I think I can go without that, but I need to get the licensing, the LLC, the business license and the um, patent. I need to get all the stuff that'll protect me a little more. So mm-hmm. I just, it's been, it's been quite the ride so far. It's, it's, it's stressful because it is a lot of risk and I had a lot of people help me out and lend me money, like my family and stuff, um, you know, so but I knew it was a good idea. I knew it would pay off. I'm like, this is a good idea. It's going to work. Like there's no stopping now. Like I'm, I'm going to just full throttle ahead on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So and has there been times even since you've, you started, started it and it's gotten going and you're like, damn, like, is this really a good decision? Has there been those times where you're, you've kind of been even second guessed yourself throughout <laughs> the process of it? So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So if something's not perfect, I get frustrated and I've had, you know, times where I'm like, oh, it's not it's not this way that I like that I would like it to be or I'd like to change this or do this a little bit. And it's literally like I'm nitpicking like the littlest things <laughs> and but nobody else notices it. But it makes me upset because it's not perfectly the way I want it for whatever, you know, and that's going to come with like newer designs and stuff like I have a lot more ideas in mind to make it slightly better. Mm-hmm. You know, even though people like seem to love it now, I would like to make it slightly better in certain areas. So, there's which makes sense. Yeah, which makes What's sense. That? You know, it's your baby. So for you, it's you view it different than like I would as a consumer. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. I think it's perfect. But yeah, maybe like you're saying, there's something that you you're like yeah. I, you notice it because you see it every day. You're handling it. You're designing it. So your expectation level is a little bit different. You know. Than, yeah. than the average person's when I'm sure a lot of people are like that with their business in general, whatever it is, it's, you get very specific on how things need to be ran, operated, designed, you know, and where dollars go and all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So is it also then just you and, and your fiance doing this and basically, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mainly me. She's at work now. She works, um, almost every single day at a hospital. So, no. and I'm, I'm, I'm the one that like, you know, I had it started kind of like before we met and stuff like that. And, uh, but she's been helping me, you know, if I need some help, she's been helping out, which is great. But it otherwise is mainly just me. I'm the only one I that's, and that's the way I like it. If I can do it myself, I'll do it myself. I, you know, like I said, I run the website, I maintain it. I do all the website designing. I did the designing of the logo and the packaging and the, um, all this, I do everything. If I can do it myself, I'll do it. You know, there's no sense in paying somebody for something I can do. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's the way 
maybe a lot of like veterans or like military people, at least uh, that I can attest to have that kind of a mindset when they mm-hmm. start their own businesses, the ones I've talked to or whatever it is that they're doing, they're very like grab the bull by the horns, but they, you know, they want to steer it their way. They, yeah. it's like, Hey, you have an idea of exactly what you want for your business. So it makes yeah. sense that you, you know, you're the one doing it day to day. Yeah. Yep. And again, like I, I, I love doing it, you know, until I can't handle it, I'm going to do it all myself. And when I mean, can't handle it, like if I'm starting to get hundreds of orders every day for whatever reason, then it's like, all right, I might need to call somebody and get some help, you know, but, I need a warehouse or something. <laughs> yeah. My warehouse is my garage right now. All my shit's in my garage. And that's, I, I put a little label snap rack warehouse, make my, make myself feel better. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, that's awesome though. I think it's I think it's cool that you have something like that while you're in. Um especially because I know for a lot of people they I mean it's you can also say a majority of people don't have really anything while they're in the military plan for after, you know, mm-hmm. like you're in and you're kind of just taking taking at face value what you're doing, but then not really having a plan. At least you have I mean you found it already. You know, you already found what what you love to do while you're in. That's mm-hmm. kind of a gift all in itself, I think. Yeah. And the, the Coast Guard is th- something I've always thought I would do like my entire life, like until I retire, until I started doing this. I was like, well, this is so much better. And I, I enjoy it way more. You know, I, I genuinely love working on my business. So, you know, but uh, I mean, the Coast Guard is, I, you know, the military has its ups and downs. You know, you, you, you have a lot of good times. You have a lot of bad times. Um I've made a lot of really good friends doing it too, but you know, eventually I would like to get out and run my business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, talking about Coast Guard, I'm not too familiar with Coast Guard myself. I'm sure there's a lot of folks that have probably said the same thing. Right? <laughs> I feel bad because I know Coast Guard is always kind of like the one that nobody talks about, you know, it's like, but you guys are there and you guys are still part of the military. So, I'm really curious to know, like, what led you, you said your brother's in the Coast Guard, so what led you down the yeah. path of, of Coast Guard versus other branches? So, or Yeah, my, uh, I have three younger brothers, so it was all, like, me, like, I was kind of paving the way, and then uh, one of my brothers ended up joining because I was in, but, uh, so I didn't know what the Coast Guard was either, <laughs> like, before I was even, like, in it, Um. so... You know, I was coming out of high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And my dad's like, well, you should join the military, like the Navy or the Coast Guard or something. And I was like, well, what's the Coast Guard? So I like started looking into it and I was like, "Okay, that seems pretty cool. You know, you stay within the states for the most part. You know, you're saving people um, instead of like, you know, fighting people or having to go overseas. I mean, you do go overseas in the Coast Guard, but it's just a lot less than the the, um, like the DOD. Um, so joined the coast guard, uh, back in 2013, graduated boot camp. I was stationed in Cape May, New Jersey on an 87 foot cutter for a few months. I went to school to be a machinery technician. I wanted to, I wanted to go aviation. I'm aviation now. I wanted to go aviation back then, but the wait was like three years. Cause I know for other branches, you go to school right after you're out of boot camp. you go Mm -hmm. to your like job profession school. Yeah. We don't do that. We go from boot camp to a unit, and then you put your name on a waiting list to go to your school. Oh wow! So 
Yep. So, so you're called a non-rate. You're not rated because you don't have a job, but you're just like an either an E2 or an E3. And then uh, you put your name on a waiting list. So the aviation waiting list is like three years. And I was like, screw this. I don't want to be on, I don't want to be at this unit for three years as a non-rate, you know? So I went machinery technician, which was only a couple months, um, graduated that, and then went up to St. Agnes, Michigan, um, where I was at a small boat station for about four and a half years. And when I got there, uh, maybe a year or two after I got there, I put my name on the aviation maintenance technician list. Um, and then, you know, waited my time out, waited my three years there as a, you know, as a rated like petty officer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after that went to aviation maintenance technician school and now I'm here in Mobile, Alabama, uh, work on C-144s. So it's basically like a small C-130, mm -hmm. like just a mini C-130. And, uh, we do search and rescue missions. Um, but then we also do the maintenance on the plane. You know, we do. And I know like other branches are so big that they have so many people. Everybody is more job specific, but like the Coast Guard is so small. We have to do like everything. So we fly okay. in the planes and do missions. We, you know, plane gets back, we have to fuel it and we have to pull it in, change tires if we need to. A couple weeks ago, we had to drop an engine because we had to do an engine change. Uh, we work on hydraulics and just everything, you know? So let's see, there's some perks to that, I think, because like, like you said, like being in the Navy, it's like you said, everybody's very job specific for the most part. You know, like you said, mm -hmm. from boot camp, you go to school, then you get assigned wherever you're going to be. And then that's your duty station, but you're very job specific. I mean, there's different things within the rate that you might be doing, but it's all centered around kind of the same premise, same idea. Mm -hmm. I think there's something probably more beneficial, though, to having to do more than then like I worked in aviation fuels and just fueling an aircraft or taking a fuel sample, you know, there's, it yeah, sounds like you're doing way more stuff and that's probably a better, a better route to go, honestly, just cause you're, you learn a little bit more than being just having one skill set versus being yep. a, a little bit diversified. So, yeah. And that, that's part of the reason I liked the Coast Guard more, too, that kind of intrigued me is like you you get to do so much more and you learn a lot more. You're more well-rounded because we have less people, you know, so you're doing more jobs. I mean, yeah, you're doing more jobs, you know, um, which can sometimes burn you out depending on what's happening. But, uh, you know, like you said, you do get to learn a lot more. So, yeah, and it. For real, that's, uh, I really do think that's probably one of the, sounds like something that would be really cool to do because, yeah, Navy just, it's on a ship, like a, I was on a carrier, there's anywhere of 4,000 to 5,000 people on the on a carrier mm -hmm. at a given time, you know, it's everybody's just running around and even this training you get in, in school or a school, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's not very hands-on or anything like that. It's a lot of just book stuff. And then, okay, you're assigned to a ship or wherever you're going to go. And then you kind of, you're having to learn how to do things different. It's real life is a lot different than a book, you know? Oh, <laughs> you get yeah, I, I get it. Like I'm, yeah, I a hundred percent get that. Cause that's what we did in school too. It was like, Oh, all this book stuff in school. And then you get stationed to a unit and they're like, Oh, Oh, you know how to do this. Right. I was like, I mean, I read about it once, I guess like, <laughs> gotta figure it 
Oh yeah. So, I mean, so how's your experiences been? I mean, nine years in, uh, sounds like you've got a taste of a little bit of everything, you know, and yeah, uh, you said your, your brother had joined as well. So kind of yeah. curious on, you know, how, how it impacts you being in the, in the service. And obviously like we we're kind of talking about the coast guard's not the one a lot of people talk about. Is there times even where you're like, what the hell, man? Like we're here too, you know, we're doing stuff. But. I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of keep to myself though. And we like, I feel like the coast guard in general just kind of keeps to themselves and like does what they're supposed to do. Um, and then my, yeah, my brother joined and he's also aviation. So he's like the same rate as me. Um, just cause aviation is a lot more, <laughs> it's a lot more chill. I, you know, I have a, <laughs> I was in the boat world for five and a half to six years, I think. And just, it, it's a good time, but it can sometimes be just, uh, too much. Like some, some of the people that you're dealing, like the boats and mates, I don't want to like call anybody out. I've met some really cool boats and mates, but some of them are just a little excessive, you know, and <laughs> I just had a hard time dealing with them as an engineer, uh, for like how ridiculous their requests were sometimes, you know, cause you're not only working on boat engines, you're like getting underway with them and doing things. And it's like, you know, you're doing this you know, you're doing training. So you're doing a tow, right? You're, you're training to tow a boat and their, their demands are just a little bit ridiculous. Sometimes it's like, can you just pull up, you know, how about we pull up a little closer make this easier for everybody? Why are you making me throw this a hundred yards? You know, they're trying to make me do it to get a sign off. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't practical. Like it's calm waters. Like let's pull up there. I'll throw it over and we'll be good. You know, I'm just, there, there are just a lot of things where I'm like, I can't, I just can't deal with this anymore. And I, I, I've, like I said, I've always wanted to go aviation, um, but that kind of was like a bonus too to just get out of that and be in aviation where, like I said, everybody's way more chill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like we're doing nothing. They're like, we do our jobs and we do our jobs well, I feel like. And it's like, if we do our job well, we get rewarded. And, you know, sometimes we get to go home early. It's like, oh, we did all this work. All right. You know, go home and Unlike the, the boat world where it's like, okay, you worked for this amount of time, this, you know, and now you got to sit here until the command comes, you know, and tells you to go home or whatever. And sometimes it takes a while and you're sitting around doing nothing. Don't know why you're sitting around and doing nothing, but you are. And oh, yeah. You just had enough of it. I'm not trying to say anything like too bad about yeah. anybody or anybody. Um, you know, might be a little bit, but. It's just, I wanted to get out of the boat world is mainly what it was. And I wanted to be in aviation and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's you know, funny. I, there's, there's a lot of similarities though on, on a being in the Navy, I guess, to like how that sounds, you know, like there is days, there were days when, you know, you do your work when we're stationed or in port or whatever it is, you know, it's like, all right, we started the day at six o'clock, but you do your job. You can probably leave like at 10 or 11 in the morning. But then there are those days where you're just twindling your thumbs like, all right, like we've been sitting here for hours mm-hmm. waiting for something to happen. And it's like three o'clock comes around. OK, yeah, we can all go. It's like, well, what the hell? Well, we've been yeah. hanging around here doing nothing for all day. Could have been doing something completely different. Yeah. That's sometimes I wonder if they just like doing that just to, to mess with you. You know, it's always like the chiefs and the 
I think you guys have like the same structure as rankings go, right? And Coast Guard's like Chiefs, you get your yeah, first yep. classes and all that stuff. Yeah, pay it's, officers. it's all the same. Yeah, they, there's a little bit of like a like fuckery, I guess you could say. Excuse my language, but you know what I mean? Like they just like to mess mm-hmm. with you. Like let's keep them around. Let's, I don't know. It just pisses you off. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if it's like a, I don't know if it's like an ego thing or what, but you know, <laughs> we'd be sitting around like waiting to get relieved. So like standing duty at a station, which is where I was in Michigan, you know, I'm oncoming on Monday and it's a small boat station. So you're, you're doing search and rescue. So you're staying overnight, you know, in case if you get a call. And so oncoming Monday, offgoing Wednesday. So you're there for 48 hours straight, but then you have, you know, offgoing Wednesday and you're off Thursday and then you oncome, you're oncoming Friday and you work the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. So on that offgoing day, it always took so long to get relieved. It's like, okay, the other, the other crews here at seven 30, you know, maybe do, let's do like 30 minutes of like reliefs, you know, do your meeting or whatever. Let's get out of here. It's like, Mm -hmm. Nope, they got to do, we got to all do boat checks and we all got to do our reliefs. The command has to do their 47 meetings in the morning and we're all sitting on the mess deck doing nothing. It's like, what are we all doing here? Like it's 10 o'clock on my offgoing day and I'm sitting here. I just worked 48 hours, you know? So it's, it that annoyed me a lot. And that's that, you know, that was on the only station that was happening that that happens at like all small boat stations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, what are we doing? You know, like the time efficiency is just not their thing ever, you know, like they're never considerate of like the duty sections time. And that kind of like bugged me a lot. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's similar to like the Navy and actually my best friend, and I were just talking about this, um, talking about when we're in, he was like, man, remember the most annoying thing was like when you're actually during your duty day and you have a watch and he's like, the person that's supposed to relieve you from your watch shows up like an hour late. He's like, mm-hmm. that wasn't that the thing that just pissed you off the most. I was like, damn, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there like maybe you have like a midnight to, to four watch. And it's just like, man, this isn't like, where the hell is this guy at? I want to go sleep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that happens a lot too, though. Like you're saying, you know, it's, been on the ship or yeah for us it'd be like be on the ship for 48 hours and like you're ready to get out of there but yeah Mm -hmm. they would hold you they find ways to to keep you around all of a sudden somebody will come in hey go shine some brass and then you can leave (laughs) after you sat around for like three hours doing nothing so it's like oh now we go shine brass do it it's like oh wait you know they're gonna they're gonna let us they're gonna go talk for a little bit and they'll come back and let us know if we're gonna leave it's like what the hell are we doing busy work really suck like shitty with time management which a lot of people would probably think would be the different or different for the military is like to be very efficient with time but well so i feel like a lot of the lower enlisted people are you know but like the higher ups just don't consider the fact that you're they're wasting your time you know like Mm -hmm. which is true like if it'd be different if they were giving you tasks to do but a Mm -hmm. lot of it just let's not really get anything done and yeah let's no. let's sit around let's sit around for two hours and then i'll tell you to do something yeah exactly um, um yeah so i was going to ask you too so when you go to enlist i was just kind of curious about this like because you say it brought navy and stuff i i can kind of relate you know coast guard is one of the ones i actually thought about going into um as well but like what made you go Coast Guard though when you got to that recruiting office? Because usually, you know, there's like your Navy, Coast Guard, I think Army and Marines are all usually 
in the same in the same hallway but uh um, but maybe choose uh the coast guard route specifically because so, it seems like it's kind of similar to the navy sorry no it's all good um so i did like how small they were you know like we're way we're i feel like we're a lot more tight-knit you know and that's just me saying stuff mm -hmm. i don't know how the navy actually is um but i also like the jobs that were in the coast guard too like you know, everybody's dream when they're first joining the Coast Guard is to be a rescue swimmer and pull people out of the water. Like that's what they want to do. And that's kind of my, that was my mindset too. I was a, I was on the swim team for four years in high school. I was like, I want to join the Coast Guard, be a rescue swimmer. I want to jump out of helicopters and save people. You know, that was like my thinking. And then, you know, when I got in and I started to learn about the other jobs, I was like, oh, maybe I want to be like a mechanic and work on the helicopters or mm. planes or boats or whatever, you know? and kind of had more options open once I like went to boot camp. But that was my initial reason was like, I want to jump out of helicopters and save people, you know, like, yeah, like you the, know, the movie, the guardian with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> like, that's what, what I wanted to do. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. With Kevin Cosner and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I mean, that, that movie, if that doesn't make you want to jump out of a helicopter and save people though, I don't know what movie would ever yeah. be able to do it. And, because. And, and that's usually like everybody's, response is like why'd you join it's because i want to jump out of helicopters and save people and then they end up being you know like a something else you know because the rescue swimmer has a lot of like really strict requirements and it's very like physically demanding and mentally demanding you know it's so a lot of people end up not wanting to go to the school because of that or end up dropping out of the school because of that so it's very uh it's a very demanding profession but it's also very rewarding you know yeah, I could um, imagine. I've, yeah, I've done my my deal of pulling people out of the water, you know, like up in Michigan. Um, I can tell a little story. We had uh, uh, two kayakers were kayaking under Mackinac Bridge. They thought it'd be a good idea to kayak in like three to four foot waters. And they wanted to kayak all the way to the middle of the bridge and back, which is like three miles just to the middle. And uh, they didn't have life jackets and it was like November up in Michigan. So it was cold and they had their sweatshirts and boots and oh, you know, everything on. So we got a call saying one guy was in the water. Um, we drive all the way out there and uh, he's holding on to the back of his buddy's kayak in the water in like the freezing water. And I ended up grabbing him and pulling him out and, uh, you know, got him a blanket and like treated him for hypothermia and stuff. And then uh, the other guy, we're like, hey, man. Like, you want to come on board? Like, we can, we can drive you back to the station and stuff. And uh, he's like, no, I'll just paddle back. <laughs> and uh, we're like, are you sure? Like, we're right here. And But we there was another boat on scene. And the other boat's like, okay, like, well, you take that guy back. We'll watch him, you know? So we're like, all right. So we left with the one guy. And then it wasn't two minutes later. And they radioed to us. They're like, yeah, this other guy just fell in. We're going to get him. We're like, oh, my God. So yeah he because because of the waves you know he must have just hit a wave on the side and just fell over and um yeah the other guys picked him up we brought him back to the station and then this is the part two so you know we just saved these guys lives so, like i understand they weren't wearing life jackets i was a uh, boarding officer um you know i was a qualified boarding officer then so we would board boats and make sure they had all their safety equipment if they didn't have certain safety equipment you know we could potentially like ticket them um, so, uh, they didn't have their life jackets. We get back to station, uh, senior chief is there. And the first thing he says to me 
after I just pulled this guy out of the water, he's like, did you give him a ticket for now wearing a life jacket? I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, I just pulled him out of the water and say like we saved this guy right and you're telling you're asking you're telling me that i should give this guy a ticket you know next time this happens he's not going to call the coast guard because he's thinking that he's going to get a ticket you know like what you know what's your thinking behind that and just stuff like that like bothered me too i was like what like yeah that could be kind of annoying i could imagine it's like man we just saved this dude's life and their biggest concern is a ticket right now yeah for not wearing a life jacket he next time he falls in without a life jacket he's not going to call anybody he's going to try to figure it out himself and he's probably not going to make it you know so yeah and then you hope you know you hope to that common sense next time that him and his buddy do something like that they'd be like all right let's get freaking proper gear on and that yeah and yeah you think that too but they just what they made it seem like is they just forgot. So I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't want to or forgot, but I don't it, know. it was kind of dumb of them to do that, but I didn't think I should ever give them a ticket for that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they forgot. Cause it sounds like the second guy, I mean, he just saw his buddy almost like freeze to death, decide to keep going. That would have been enough. Yeah. Yeah. Most people would have said like, okay, I'm good. We can get out yeah. here. Like, I. It's getting a little choppy or something, you know, but yeah, that's crazy. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of nuts. Cause you got kind of, I guess, like a taste of what you, what made you want to join the Coast Guard, I guess, right. Is saving people's yeah. lives and, like that. So. That happens more often than people think it does. Like how many people we save, you know, and that's not the only one I've, I've had that happen with a couple of people, literally like pulling them off of the, uh, the bottom of their boat. Cause their boat flipped over and they're sitting on the top of their boat and we got to get them on our boat, you know? Like saving the Coast Guard saves way more people than I feel like other people realize. And uh, we just, we do a lot of law enforcement too. Like that one video that went viral down in Florida, it was a few years back where the guy jumped on top of like a submarine thing and was like punching on the top of it. with, And then he like got his gun out and stuff. And the, do, you, do you remember seeing that? No, he jumped on a submarine though. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a submarine, but it was a, I don't know. I think it was like maybe 20, 25 foot, like small underwater vessel. Oh, like, that was like, okay. dr- they smuggle drugs that way, you know, so we can't see them. Well, the Coast Guard caught them and the one guy jumped on board and literally was like pounding on the top of it and like telling him to get the hell out and, uh, draw, you know, draw his gun on them and they opened up and with their hands up and stuff. And somebody got that on video and it just like went viral and blew up all over the place, which was like damn. super cool. Yeah. See, I got to watch that one. I haven't seen that, but damn it. No coast card was, you know, stopping stuff like that. That is pretty, yeah. pretty cool. I mean, cause yeah, you don't hear anything like that. Yeah. And, uh, I guess like even during hurricanes, right. Coast guard probably plays a massive yep. role during hurricanes and, Yep, tornadoes and stuff like that i'd imagine you respond to hurricanes all the time the most recent one um that hit like florida pretty bad you know they had all the coast guard helicopters i think mm-hmm. we had some of our planes go over there and respond and the coast guards like pulling people out off the streets out of the water and stuff like that off the top of their houses you know um and then uh yeah hurricanes all kinds of stuff those are um, things that a lot of people don't probably know about, you know, like, cause it's like, like you're saying, it's a smaller branch. So I know the glamor goes to 
most of the time, like Marines and army, they get a lot mm-hmm. of the, um, public, public eye and the glamorization of what they do. You know, it's like, Oh, they're going to war boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, then Navy's kind of Navy's there too, but yeah, never, I mean, air force, I forget about air force, but, um, and then there's, <laughs> yeah, sorry, air force. I mean, that's, it's air force, but, um, yeah, you never really hear about Coast Guard, you know, and mm-hmm. but it's like, damn, yeah, you guys are doing some crazy stuff. It sounds like I didn't realize it was yeah. that diversified, even in just types of events you guys partake in. You know, like it's somebody drowning in a kayak or on a while going kayaking. I would have never guessed that Coast Guard is the one is the or the individuals that show up and handle yeah. That. So like what happens if somebody calls 911, they refer, if there's a, depending on their situation, if there's a Coast Guard station nearby, they direct it to the Coast Guard and then we get the call, you know, and they're like, hey, you need to go like right now because there's somebody out in the water, you know, drowning. So So does that also, because you said you were in Michigan, now you're in Alabama. So like where is Coast Guard kind of what do you always have to be near water i guess what i'm saying like the, yeah for the most yeah so like all coast guard stations are all along the entire coast of the united states plus we have like some puerto rico guam hawaii stuff like that alaska um but if you're like a admin like a storekeeper or a yeoman or something like that they have some of them on the interstates just like office jobs okay but all the operational units are all along the coasts so is there like any specific place that you'd like to get stationed to? Like, how does that work? Do you pick kind of your next command or? Yeah, you, you do. It's just, it kind of sucks. Cause we don't have as many options as like a lot of other branches. And then I'm in, I'm in aviation. So the coast guard's already so small and aviation coast guard is even smaller. So <laughs> where, like where our planes are, our C-144s, there are only four units with those planes. So oh, I potentially have three places to choose from to move to, you know, if I want to keep the same airframe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, my, my goal is to eventually, like my goal is to get into the reserve before I have to move. Like I, I don't want to stay here forever, but I want to move when I'm ready to move, you know? So I don't, um, I don't have plans to stay active by the time they tell me to move. Like I want to get into reserve by then and be able to like run my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, so how does it work too? Are you like in a certain like duty station or whatever it is for like three years, four years? Like how does that normally work for, okay. It it depends on the the unit, you know? So if you're like up in Alaska or like a a harder unit, it's usually a three-year billet. But if you're somewhere where it's a little easier, you get a four-year billet Mm -hmm. or like cutters are cutters are three years, but small boat stations are four years, you know? Nice. So then I'm guessing your, your next mm-hmm. up is what that 12 years is that you do like four year intervals or. Well, my, mine's a bit weird because I went back to school, you know, so it's my transfer season would be in two years. So oh, nice. at, at, at 11 years, it would be mine. Mine's a little off, but um, yeah, well, I got two years. Well, which is cool. I mean, so starting your business, I think we said earlier, I mean, so has that kind of really cemented the idea of like, I really want to get out reserves, just do this. Yeah. Or would you, if it weren't, if you didn't have your business going right now, would you still, would you just be like, all right, 
I'm going to stay in 20 or would you still would have considered going to the reservist route? If I didn't have my business, I would still be in and do active till 20, you know, but since I have my business and it's going well and I really love doing it, um, that's what I want to do. You know, that's what I want to mm-hmm. spend all my time doing and have more freedom to do what I want. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. If I didn't have my business, I'd be active going to 20 because that was my mindset going into it. Even even four or five years ago, that was my mindset, you know, not even that long ago. That was like, OK, I'm just doing my 20, get out and do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I mean, 20 years goes by fast. I mean, really does it doesn't might not seem like it when you're in but like i've i was telling my best friend about this yesterday we were talking on the phone i was like man i've been out for 11 years like man if i would have stayed in i would i'd be damn near close to retiring right now it was crazy how fast it really does go um but yeah i mean more power to you i think that's so awesome that you have something to fall back onto because a lot of people don't you know Mm -hmm. um and get having the options like that just having the option to whether you want to stay in full time or do the reserve route, that's how many people get to have that, that option. I think that's, mm-hmm. you put yourself in like a really good position where it seems like a lot of folks, like I mentioned earlier, don't really have, they have, I mean, I can even think to myself and other people I know, like you have an idea what you want to do when you get out, but you don't really plan for it while you're in, you don't do any mm-hmm. of the, the grunt work you probably should do to be yeah. well prepared. Like even just going to school, you know, like start, you know, start taking classes, use that free tuition, you know, and start getting degrees to be able to get a job. Like right when you go out would help a lot. That is like one, probably the most underrated thing, you know, that's, that's out there. Cause no, nobody does that. Nobody goes to college when they're in. I I know I didn't, I I knew of like one or two people that did. You know, at least got their associates by the time they got out. So it's like, all right, now you got two more years and get a bachelor's. But it's like mm-hmm. going from straight from military life to straight to college life and trying to get a job is not easy. You know, and it's because mm-hmm. you don't have nothing to, to stand on. All you guys, your military experience, and that's not necessarily going to get your foot in the door everywhere. So that paperwork's important. I think that's a yeah. very good thing to say it's very underrated a lot of people don't think about that while they're in like take advantage of it and that, that's my thing like it is scary like even thinking about going reserve you know i i don't want to just like go go cold turkey and just quit active because mm-hmm. i have you know i i feel like i have um what's it called I'm trying to think of the word i want to say like reliability not reliability but uh security so I have like that job security um, and to go to like, just quit active. That would, I would lose all that. I've had that for nine years. Like that's scary to think about that. I would just all of a sudden not have anything, you know, the free healthcare and the paycheck that comes every two weeks. So the reserve is a good step to kind of take to, you know, before I get out at least. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, for whatever reason, if my business goes south, which I hope it never does, you know, I don't think it will. I have that to fall back onto, you know, if I need to go back active, I can go back active and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Like I said, I think you've really put yourself in a, one of those positions where you got so many options and you're probably the first person I've heard that I can think of that has those types of options available, available to them because you've made, made it work. You know, like you said, you went to college while you're in, take advantage of it. 
-hmm. you found a solution or an answer to a problem, you know, a solution to a problem. And now you've really got kind of like the anything you want to do, you can do. You can, it's just such a rare thing to see somebody have, have Mm -hmm. it. I mean, more power too. I applaud you for that because damn, I wish I would have done something like that. (laughs) I wish I had some type of plan. And it's really cool. Um, hearing somebody that does have a plan in place, you know, and like you said, it it is kind of intimidating when you get out or even thinking about getting out and those, those paychecks, the healthcare, all the stuff you don't really think about day to day, you know, that you do rely on. So it's definitely intimidating once you mm-hmm. step off that ship or out of that, out of those gates for the last time. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, we're, so we're getting close here to the end and stuff getting close to an hour here. So um, I just want to say thank you again for, for coming on and making some time. I know you're, you're busy then. Cause man, you, you got multiple things going on. So I really appreciate you yep. uh, taking some time. I'm working every day. <clears throat> Hell yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait. I might need to get some cause I still have my dress white uh, with no medals or ribbons now because um my wife used them on a shadow box she had made for me, so I gotta get some ribbons on there. Just blank hanging up there in my yeah. in my closet. So I'll have to grab some for sure. <laughs> or at least check it out. You know, like it, it's it works best with like. I mean, I know you're. What did you do? Did you do your twenty? Are you retired? No, I did four years and I got out. So I have. I think I had seven ribbons or eight ribbons, seven okay. or eight. Yeah, I. So it works a lot better, you know, people that are active duty, like actively accumulating ribbons because they can build it up. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get it. I'm just, it works like best for the people that are active duty because you're going to build it once to supply ribbons. And then you got all these extra pieces that are not going to be, oh, gotcha. you know, so I'm not, I'm like I said, I'm not saying you shouldn't buy one, but it works like really well with people that are actively accumulating ribbons, but yeah, I appreciate it. Like you. I appreciate all this you're doing for me, like having to shout out and being on your podcast and stuff like this is awesome. No, no problem. Yeah. Like I said, I appreciate you taking the time um, out of your day and stuff. So no, you're three hours ahead. They're two hours ahead too. So mm-hmm. don't want to keep you too long, but um, oh, yeah, thank you again, Matt. Um, good luck. You know, hopefully everything takes off the way you're hoping. It will. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. You have a good one. You too. Bye.